Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. If you're on social media, follow Strictly Anonymous Podcast at, on Twitter and Instagram at Strictly at Strict Anonymous. Follow me or go to my Facebook page, like my Facebook page. Uh, if you're on YouTube or even if you're not on YouTube, go to YouTube, subscribe to my channel. Uh, you can comment on all my episodes there. I have playlists in my on my YouTube channel too, which I think is super helpful. So like if you like one topic, you could go there. I have most of the topics I have there and I have all the episodes that uh, go along with it in like different playlists, right? So go to my YouTube channel, like I said, Strictly Anonymous Podcast. You could listen to episodes there. You could comment. I reply to all comments on YouTube. And as well, like I said, there's playlists there. So you could get uh, all the episodes maybe that you're interested in in one place. Uh, what else? Mm, oh, if you haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast, as well as write a review. If you could write a review, that really helps the show. Um, Patreon, if you want to join my Patreon page, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. I got a couple different levels. One of them is all about pantyhose and there's a whole bunch of guys on there that, and there's a whole bunch of pantyhose stuff going on. So if you want to check that out and you're into pantyhose, go sign up for my Patreon. I also do, I also, yeah, on my Patreon, I give people these episodes early as well as do some Q and A's where I give a lot of information about the show, about guests, about me. Uh, there's a couple of them already posted on there. So if you join Patreon, you get all that back stuff that I've already posted as well as new stuff coming on. So go to patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. What I also have on there that I just put on is one level where you could like talk to me and I don't air it. I used to call it like consulting and I used to charge more for it, but I'm doing it now through Patreon because some people had a problem paying through pay- PayPal because then you're not like anonymous, right? Somehow I could see your name. So through Patreon, you are anonymous. If you want to talk to me on the down low, I don't even know who you are and I don't post your episode, but you want to have a conversation with me, uh, you could go to Patreon and join that level that there's a level on there. You'll see that there. So patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. Uh, today I have a guy named Leon. Now I forgot how much I loved Leon. You know, I talked to him a long time ago. Uh, I've talked to a lot of my big callers a long time ago. I still have so many episodes taped a long time ago that haven't aired, but, um, I'm finally getting to them. I mean, I'll eventually get to all of them. And like I said, I forgot about how much I like this guy, Leon. I don't know what it was about him. I think you're going to feel the same way. Give this one a chance. Like, I mean, a lot of people aren't as into BDSM. It's not as popular as some other things, right? When I air a BDSM episode, it's not like millions of people are into that and listen. But this becomes an episode that's so much more than BDSM talk. I mean, this is a young guy. I mean, he's in his early 20s. That's just getting into the BDSM world. And he's having like 
issues and his issues sort of transcend the BDSM world. And we talk about them. He happens to be on the spectrum. He's autistic. And we get a lot. We get into that a lot and how it affects his sex life, how it's affecting him in the BDSM world, how he gets inappropriate, what people say. Uh, And uh, I give him, I think, helpful advice on how to move forward because he's does feel like it's get his autism is getting in the way of him really getting into this world and doing what he wants to do, which is become a dom. He feels like he's a failure. Um, and so I give him some advice. It winds up to be like a therapy session, but it's so interesting to listen because I don't know, you know, either you're on the spectrum or you know somebody that is. He's a highly functioning autistic guy, um, but he def- it definitely affects his life. And we talk about that. And like I said, you, you know, either you'll relate because you know somebody like that or because you're that way, or you're just going to find it interesting because he's an interesting guy and he's I don't know. He's very heartfelt and kind and nice and open. And he was really excited to talk to me and really put his shit out there. And I was really happy to talk to him. And I remember feeling like I really cared about him at the end of that call. And after editing it today and listening to it, I felt the same way. I just love Leon. And I really am rooting for him. It's been a couple months since I talked to him. So I'm hoping after he listens to this, he emails me and gives me an update. And hopefully he's doing better. Or maybe there's been some stuff that's gone down. I don't know with fucking COVID if anything has been able to move forward, but whatever. Um, but I think you're going to feel the same way about him. So listen up. There's not going to be a lot of SEX. I mean, he does get into sex stuff. He talks about like he goes to clubs. I mean, this is not a guy that's like sitting at home thinking about BDSM. He's gone into the world. He's joined FetLife. He's met a couple of people. They take him to some clubs and he talks about like what goes down at these clubs, what he's seen and that kind of stuff. But it, like I said, it becomes a lot more uh, than just a, you know, a conversation about SDX. And these are the kind of episodes that I fucking love because I have to tell you, I started my podcast because I wanted to just do like a call and advice show and just talk to people that had problems turned into a show about people's like secret sex lives because I advertised on Craigslist because I didn't know where else to advertise. But, you know, it's not like I have to be talking about sex. It's like for me, I just like talking to people. I find people super interesting and I love helping people. And I think uh, Leon's interesting and I think maybe I helped him. I don't know. But, you know, I think also you know, maybe he'll help you to understand more about autistic people, you know? So I was going to say like, either you're someone that knows somebody, either you're that way, or you're just going to find him interesting, or maybe you're a fucking bully and you, maybe you've been mean to people like him. And after you really listen to this guy, maybe you'll feel bad and you won't be that way anymore. Because I think that, you know, um, sometimes people don't understand, people enough and they put them down or they judge them and but you don't really know the backstory so I think sometimes though when you hear it you feel differently so that's the other thing that could happen on the show anyway I love Leon I think you'll love Leon so stay tuned I'm going to be right back on with him do you have a story lifestyle situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show well 
Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Uh, hey, Leon, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you, Leon? I'm pretty good, thank you. That's cool. I was going to say, how are you today? But I'm because you're calling me from overseas like you're it's nighttime probably for you there. Uh, yeah, it's two minutes past eight in the evening. There you go. Um, so I, we don't need to out where you're from. People could probably guess from your accent. But you wrote Thank into you. the show. And it's funny because I just literally taped another master slave guy, BDSM guy, and just aired it. Right. Um, but you right. had sent me an email before that even happened saying that you want to call in and talk about your intro into the BDSM world. And then, I don't know, you said something about like your failure. I forget exactly what you said, but something about you also want to talk about your failure as a dom (laughs) or something like that. Yeah, so obviously, I I obviously saw your podcast and I saw the Master White Knight or whatever it was. uh And you're, you know, before you call the guest, you... Your your announcement says let your freak flag fly. Yeah, and I thought, why the hell not? I wanted to let the flag f- fly freely and just you know uh, let my story be told to you when we talk about all things nasty you know yeah totally that's what it's for listen i think that you know i think a lot of people think that therapy is like a really private place where people like you know feel comfortable going and talking about things but uh, you know you have to be you're sitting in front of somebody and they're looking straight at you so they know who you are and i think that and i didn't even do this on purpose my show this way it sort of all got created in kind of by accident but it it really works I think and it has worked for so long and what people have said is that the fact that you're anonymous and I'm anonymous and we're not looking at each other it just it really provides us very like the safest place you could get to really express yourself and talk about things and a lot of times people are on my show talking about stuff for the first time ever you know and like I said people would maybe think like why can't they go to say it tell a therapist but it's like that person's like looking straight at you right in this case, right. I don't know who you are. You don't know who I am. I never look at a picture. You called me from WhatsApp. I turned my phone over so I don't see a picture. Because one time there was a girl who called me from Australia from WhatsApp and there was her picture like right in front of my face. And she was Ouch. actually really beautiful. Like, and so I, it helped her podcast because I like I, I talked about it. she was like a 10.7. But I don't <laughs> like to know what people look like because it's not um, it's a, it. It helps me too to remain unbiased and non-judgmental while yeah, we're talking, of right? So my actual story, like what I reached out to you about, uh-huh. is basically I am quite new to the BSM world. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. um, I have I have seen it lots of times. You know, you think of your pornography, your Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, you hear a lot of people use it in popular culture. You know. But I thought, what would it be like to actually indulge in it? Yeah, how old are you, you that you just got into it now? Yeah, well, I, uh, it, see, it's very complicated. Um, well, not complicated, but it feels complicated to me. Um, I was on a website called FetLife yeah, for, uh-huh. the, for the past three years or something. Um, but I actually started doing something, you know, actual bdsm uh 
last year, starting ending of last year. So you were just dipping your toe in a couple of years ago, and then you didn't get up the balls enough to really do something until like two years in, is what you're saying? But how Pretty old are much, yeah. you? Know, how old Pretty are you though much. now? I am currently 22. Oh, so you're oh god, you're super young. So. I mean, you're right out of the bat. You're getting it. You're, you know, letting your freak flag fly, which is is great that you, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, if you're like 45 and it took you three years to sort of do it. No, 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 I mean, you were like 19, obviously, right when you signed up for FetLife and got on there. Uh, And then you finally got up the nerve to actually experience it in real life. And do you want to talk about that? Sure. So, um. I won't lie. It was pretty scary. It was scary as fuck. Yeah. Um, seeing all these, well, sorry, hearing all these toys being used, <laughs> moan right. after moan after moan. And I thought... Why? Were you I in a dungeon? Be- or like, where were you? You got to paint the picture. Because well, so, what do you mean um, there's toys and noises? So, so um, before I plucked up the courage to go to see an actual case of bdsm uh-huh. i went to munches you know where you just gather and just talk all things kinky and not actually yeah do it's anything. kind of like a meeting for people that don't know a munch a munch munchies munches whatever it's like yeah, a, yeah, i've yeah. heard about it before from other guests it's like an event where that world sort of gets together and talks it's typically held in like a hotel right um, no, we mostly hold ours in clubs or pubs. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Never never in a hotel. Um, as you said, you can tell by my accent, I am overseas. Yeah. And in one of our major, cap- not capital cities, but one of our major cities, we have a massive scene. Okay. We have a, a massive scene of kinksters, male, female, trans, CIS, Whatever label you want to put, they're all there. Yeah. And we hold multiple munches throughout calendar year. We go to them and, yeah, it's for newbies, veterans, in the middle, whatever your story may be, the community is welcome, you know. Yeah. So the particular reference, uh, sorry, the particular instance that I was referencing, I was at a place called The Cage. That's K-A-G-E. Uh-huh. And that was my very first play event, my actual first taste of BDSM. Right, right. So you went to a, you went to the munches first just to get a feel for what was going to happen. And then the first time you went to like the real place where stuff was going to be going down was this place called The Cage. And I'm assuming it's like a BDSM club. Yeah, it, well, it's more a swingers club, but okay. it does have BDSM elements, yes. Oh, interesting. How so, much was it to get in over there? Like, how much do they charge for uh, that kind of place? It was about 15 British pounds. And how much is that at US dollars, do you know? <laughs> I'm so dumb. Ugh, I don't, do you I'm know sorry. either? Okay, I'll, I'll write it down. I'll look it up in my, uh, and then post it in the intro. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So, okay, so... Uh, you go now. Did you go? Because a lot of times here at swinger clubs, and people have talked about this on my show, that it a lot of them don't allow s- single guys by themselves. Right? They have to come in with I a partner. I didn't go on my own. That's what I was wondering. So who did you go with? Um, I went with three other people uh, who run a month in another town here in my place of the world, uh-huh. and um, they were kind of like my 
I don't know what you call it, but basically they were three veterans of the scene whilst I was a newbie. Oh, okay, that's cool, right? So they sort of led you into it. And where did you meet them on Fat Life? And were they people uh, that yeah, you met uh-huh. first? Then I started going to their month. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, you know, we have plans to go to the cage. We're wondering if you want to come with. And I was like, yeah, but you know, I struggle with travel and I struggle with all this. And they were like, oh, no problem. We'll we'll help you out in that accord, and we'll get you there and we'll get you back. Yeah. So they knew what they were doing. I unfortunately did not. So I just went along for the ride. Now, let me ask um, you, these three experts that you had, were, were they all males? Were they males and um, females? One male, two female. Okay, cool. And were they dom subs, all subs? Um, Do you know? Uh, one of the, the man was definitely a dom because yeah. he's had experience, but he, he can switch. All, in fact, all of them are switches. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are switches. Um but all three of them prefer, well, all of them prefer submission. Uh-huh. The other two prefer dominance. Right. Okay, cool. So they, yeah, they were kind of like my guiding hand into the scene. Right. And so much. they bring you to the cage the first night, right? And that's the yeah, place that you walk right. in and you were like freaked out. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Um, yeah, because I don't know what it was, but something inside me was kind of like, come on, man, you've got to get involved somehow. Like, you've waited for this for a long, long time. You've had fantasies, you've masturbated, you've, you know, you've done whatever you can just to, like, feel like you're somehow in there. But this is this is a real thing. You've got to, like, get some memories out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, carpe diem, right? I mean, you're finally there. Like, this is like the top of the mountain for you. Um, unfortunately, uh, not to, you know, disrespect <laughs> you or anything. No. But um, due to my autism that I told you about. Oh, right, right, my, right. Yeah, I forgot about that in the intro. I, uh-huh. I don't know what carpe diem means. Oh, it, it means like seize the, it might be American. Like, it means seize the moment. Like, you know, you only live oh, once. Right, 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 live right, right, right. Life, You know, yeah, I, carpe diem. So, yeah, definitely. It was definitely a carpe diem moment. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. And I wanted to seize it. However, I got a bit too overzealous. Right. I will I will hold my hands up and I'll admit I got In a bit overzealous. Sense? Yeah. And I want and I uh, um, made a lot of people. Um, so I made people feel angry, let's say. Why? Did you cross lines or boundaries that you weren't supposed um, to? I didn't cross their personal lines or boundaries. Mm-hmm. I just just through my overzealous attitude and the fact that you're technically not supposed to talk while you're watching a scene. Mm-hmm. While you're watching a scene of BDSM, you're not allowed to actually 
talk or gasp or whatever verbally. Right. You have to do it like really under your breath. Mm-hmm. But I did it too much. And they were like, you know, you're kind of making us feel not uncomfortable, but kind of, um, you know, like, like it, it's not needed, basically. They need to focus and they need to concentrate on their partner and their equipment and, you know, their scene. Right. It's kind of like if you're at a show, I mean, or a play or anything like, you know, the audience doesn't fucking talk. Exactly. Pretty yeah. fucking much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, um, I got asked, you know, to observe, you know, see what it's like, see what goes on, see what, you know, what happens, like what what you would do in a play or a. Uh, yeah. And was it or, was it like because you had said, you know, initially when you started the combo in this direction, you were like, you know, when I first got into it, it really freaked me out and it really scared me like what I saw yeah, and heard. It does because. Um, I didn't expect it to be this impactful, you know. I didn't expect it to be such a uh, downright naughty community, you know. I, I'd heard, I'd heard stories, and mm-hmm. I'd seen articles, and I watched films like Fifty Shades, yeah. And I was like, okay. Uh, but I didn't realize how naughty they could get. Well, like, what, I mean, what, can you was... explain what you were watching in, like, one of the scenes that were there and, and explain how naughty they were sure. getting? Yeah, sure. So um, one particular scene that I can vividly remember was that a female submissive had been tied onto, like, the St. Andrew's Cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the dominant male was, like, whipping them. And she was getting so turned on. I was, like, getting... Am I you I'm allowed to go explicit on I on this podcast? For sure. Yeah, of course. Uh-huh. Cool. I got a massive boner, uh-huh. basically, as as what we call it here in the UK. I'm not sure if it's the same in America. Yeah, we we say boner too. Uh-huh. Cool. I got a massive boner. I got chills up and down my spine. Uh-huh. And I was just like, oh my god, this is this is real So originally I was like, yeah, okay. It's intense, but I love it. You know, yeah. But the actual thing that made me freak out is a frankly embarrassing story. But I thought, you know what? Fuck it. Let your freak flag fly and just go all out. You know. Yeah. So I finally got an opportunity to make a memory. You know, here at, at the cage, because my three regulars who I went with, yeah, invited me to do some wax play as a dominant. Oh, interesting. I, okay. In a scene that was taking place, or you guys were going to do the scene, you were guys were going to get it on kind of with some submissive. Uh, not get it on, but we were just, we were just helping our female friends feel good with like some wax. Okay. Uh huh. We were like pouring it over their body and pouring it over their shoulders, their breasts, their pussies, and all that stuff. Uh huh. And, and, um, but, there was a bit, there was a part in the experience where I legitimately got freaked out because one of the females was entering into subspace, you know, because she was feeling so much pleasure and dero- like eroticism. What subspace? Subspace. What did you say? She fell into, she was getting into what? Um, now, I can't, I can't properly say 
what it is because I'm not a veteran dom. Yeah. You know? Uh huh. But but some things is where they literally just like let it happen to them. Basically, that's the best I can explain. Oh, it. like they just lose themselves, and now they're completely yeah, submissive. Yeah, they, they they're, they're, up. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, subspace. Right, that makes sense. So she's so horny. She's in subspace. She's there. You're pouring the wax on her, and then what yeah, happens? That freaks you out. She actually like was. It was like you know how in a situation where you where you act like when you like get a stroke or get a whatever, and you start. Um, fidgeting about like you've been electric electrocuted. Yeah, uh-huh. You know, like when you like spasm out and all that. Mm-hmm. And you have to call an ambulance, don't you? I guess. I, if it's that I bad, felt, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I saw that happen to the woman. And wait, got, wait, got, so wait. You're pouring wax on her. She's getting wax poured on her and she's like spasmed out so bad that an ambulance had to come? No, 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 no. Sorry, oh. sorry. Okay, I was confused. <laughs> no, I, I I understand that. I might have confused you. Basically, I was using a real-life incident as an example. Right, so she spazzed out. Like, she she got that sort of shock-like yeah, reaction she got, to... she got that much pleasure from the wax. Okay, uh-huh. That she was... That was her way of subspace. I didn't know yeah. at the time. Yeah, uh-huh. I didn't know at the time that it was her way of entering subspace. Yeah. So I was like fearing for her life. Oh, I, was like, I get it. Yeah, yeah. You were like, for, you thought something was wrong. You didn't realize something was just really right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the man, because he's done wax play with these two women yeah. before, he was like, it's all right. It's all right. You know, uh, she's okay. She's going to be all right. And I was like, are you sure? Like I was literally like a freaking out. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was literally freaking out, and I was like, "Are you sure?" Because and it was like, "Yeah, I've done this to her before. She's right. okay." Right. That's like, this is how she reacts. He knew it because he'd seen it before. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "All right, I believe you, but <laughs> you know," <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, I get it. You know, you've." You've observed all night, and now you're finally getting your chance, and it's scared you. And I was like, "Yeah, you're damn right, it has." Yeah. But he was so reassuring. He was so calming about it. You know what I mean? It was. Yeah. He literally had that sort of wherewithal to like calm me down before he continued on with anything. No, and it, you know what's so interesting about that whole scenario because i've i've I haven't had a lot of bdsm people on my show i've had a couple of people that are like they call in about other things and there's a little bondage going on in their life but not like hardcore doms or like you know master white knight i had another guy called bondage guy we called him and i, I spoke about that on the last episode and but these guys master white knight and the bondage guy they were in it for so long we were just basically they were just giving me overviews of like what goes on but to talk to somebody like you you know at such a young age who's just getting Getting into it I would never think about that scenario that's probably very common with a lot of people when they first start out that you're you know you're a human being you're a nice guy right like you're freaked out that you're actually hurting the person right I mean like exactly like my gentleman instincts were kicking in and yeah. it was like 
I was like, what the hell am I doing to this woman? Like, am I, am I even, like, is she even okay? Yeah, like, I've never thought, like, that would be such a, a great question if I would have thought it to have always asked the bondage people that are on my show. Like, in the beginning, like, did you get freaked out by really hurting somebody and, and sort of wondered whether this is all right? But, you know, and here you are saying it. And I'm like, why didn't I ever even think that that would probably be a part of, like, the beginning of a story of somebody entering into the world? Yeah, so um so then after that, um we you know, we carried on pouring more wax. Um they were like getting very excited by it, getting very pleasured. And I did feel good afterwards, you know. Let me ask you a quick question and I'll I'll make sure I remember where you are in the story. Um I have heard that there are like there's regular candles with regular wax and then there is and I learned this on my show once and I was like oh that's interesting that that exists that there are special candles that people use that have wax right that isn't as hardcore am I correct right like there's like um, now that I'm not so sure and I'm afraid I would I hope I wish I could answer that but right so you don't know if that was like these like can't hot wax candles that aren't like that are made for that specific thing and they're not like really yeah, hot, hot wax. Is that they yeah. were coming out in multiple colors right like on their body right mm-hmm. so it might have been a special brand of, uh, of wax or whatever yeah i feel like there's some candles that they could use in that so it's not like exactly hot wax but it is really hot still but maybe safer i don't know i'll look into it yeah, and put it yeah. in my, you know it's so interesting after mm-hmm. that, um, yeah. i started feeling okay again yeah and i finished it off and i was like yeah i've made a memory here you yeah. know mm-hmm. but and as we you know we wait to get home and everything we were talking about the night and yeah it was absolutely fun um, but the reason why, another reason why I've come on here tonight is um, to talk about my recurring fear because I've not attended an actual in-person month in ages, you know, thanks to scheduling and lockdown and COVID. I've not been able to attend a month right. in ages in person. Uh-huh. But the first time, like, since lockdown, I went on a month. And once again, the same effect happened. I gave people an uncomfortable feeling and like one of, of uncomfortability. And I'm like, God damn it. Why? You what know, did you do this time? <laughs> uh, okay. um, um, no, I just, I basically, you know, how, do you ever get the feeling that you're walking on eggshells around some people that you can't actually say the true, your true feelings? Yeah, for sure. Mm hmm. That's how I felt. That's how I feel about being in the scene. Really? It's like, yeah, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells. But maybe you are. Like, what I'm trying to say is, like, what I've noticed when I've talked to a lot of these people are is that it's a world full of a lot of rules and a lot of boundaries and a lot of mental mind-fucking, okay? <laughs> yeah, Right. So maybe everybody's in there. And when they're in there, all the doms are in their like dom headspace, all this. You know, I, I don't know. It might, it could be like I, I don't 
see it as everyone walking in there completely open, right? Like you go to a, a swingers club and everybody's like really open because everyone's going to fuck everybody. But like doms and subs and that whole world, it seems much more sort of closed off in a way. But and that's the way it's supposed to be because it's very specific and it's just it's just that's the way that it's set up. Does that make yeah. sense? Do you know what I'm trying it, to say? It does. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I am not so confident. Like if I'm in a social situation that's not kink or a kink social situation, I'm not good. You know, when you, talking so, to new people. So do you, let me ask you this. Do you feel like you're on eggshells in any situation or just at these munches? <laughs> Cause you might just have um, another issue we could talk about. I think it's both. I will say it's both, uh, both on the kink scene and in general life. Right. Um, I would feel absolutely, but you see, the weird thing is, and I'm not sure what this is about, when I'm at a comic con, you know, like yeah. conventions for like comic books and superheroes, I'm okay because I'm adopting a different persona. Yeah, you know? well, duh. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what that's all about. A lot of times it's like, you know, it's like, listen, there's some actors that will say that they're like completely shy and uh, about a lot of things. But when they're in character, they put on this whole there's somebody else. Right. So and that really right. helps them express themselves because they can as themselves. So, you know, I think some people have that. Right. So, of course, if you're in Comic-Con and you're dressed up or you're somebody else. Right. It's like you said, you're in character. But why can't you do the same when you're in that in that world i think you could create a character for uh the world that you want to get into you know if you want to be a dom you're got to be fucking master white knight you know you got to create your own name you got to get a whole new version of yourself that you're going to put on and walk into those places and be somebody else and maybe if you look at it that way it'll help you feel more confident yeah i get what you're saying do you know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, that's not easy for me. That right. isn't easy because I have been betrayed. I've been heartbroken. I've been lied to. I've had numerous things happen to me in my lifetime. That's really not my confidence down. Right. I understand that. But you said when you go to Comic-Con, I'm just trying to make it a little bit easier for you. Right. Like when yeah. I get all those issues and stuff like, you know, you have a lot of stuff put on you. Plus, you're autistic. We have to talk about that, too, and how that plays out in this world. But, you know, so you have a lot of stuff going against you to feel comfortable and confident in yeah. social situations. Right. But you did say that at Comic-Con, you're playing a role so you feel comfortable. Now, when you go to Comic-Con, tell me, do you go in a total outfit? Like, how do you go there and feel um, comfortable? So, when I'm, a, when I'm at, sorry, a Comic-Con, God, English, do I even speak it? <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine, go, yeah. Um, when I'm at a Comic-Con, I get suited up. I literally wear a three-piece suit because my characters wear suits in their respective show movie game whatever yeah and I mean, so when duh. I i'm sorry like right there everybody else and is here that's hearing this besides me is thinking the same thing like can't you go into those places with the fucking suit on or some out like i mean you know what i mean yeah yeah no i i do um uh i don't want to make you feel uh like feel bad because like i don't want to end up like getting mocks for this or whatever Getting what? Mocked for this. What do you mean marked? I don't know what you no, said. Mocked. M-O-C-K-E-D. Oh, mocked. 
Uh, oh, you think that you would be mocked if you went in with a suit? No, but I mean, listen, what I'm trying to say is... I don't is- mean that. I mean, uh, just in the general sense, you know, like, say if I... Say if I did what you suggested and uh, went into these social situations with a suit on, um, people might... I don't know. Well, what do they wear? Well, it would be from anything to downright nothing. Okay, like, so th- that's what I mean. Like, and I'm sorry to cut you off. I'll let you speak, but I need to cut you off right now because I want to try to keep your like sort of overthinking about things out of it, right? And and explain to you because it sounds like I think there's like a very simple solution. Because listen, you're not asked like you know if I'm giving you advice on how to deal in your regular life and have confidence, that's a whole other story, right? And but you're you're this is a world like Comic Con, right? It's another place that you literally like you said. Some people come with nothing on. Some people have total gear on, right? Like you could show up there in an outfit or something that's not typical to you as you, right? And become somebody else. And it would be totally acceptable in there because probably other people are doing the same thing. And if you create your whole persona of the Dom around whatever that is, then you're walking into that place the same way you're walking into Comic-Con as somebody totally different, and you could do the same thing and have the confidence that you have at Comic-Con in the munches and in this world. And then once you do it once, you'll feel more comfortable and that'll give you the confidence to continue it. And then you'll be fine. That's what I think. So, first of all, thank you for, you know, <laughs> yeah. being respectful and letting yeah. me speak after you said your piece. Uh, yeah. Second of all, I truly apologize for making you repeat yourself at least three times already yeah because one of my autistic symptoms i suppose you could say Uh because i don't really want to use that word is i repeat stuff either from the past or what i said about i don't know 30 seconds ago or something yeah so i do apologize for making you you're not not making me repeat it i'm repeating it again because i don't think you're hearing it correctly it's not because i don't think you're not listen this conversation i know that you say you're autistic but like talking to you for as long we've been talking for 29 minutes not one thing you've said to me or anything about you has seemed anything other than normal it's no different than talking to any other person like nothing i don't get the like you know, you could explain to me where it sort of comes out in your life. But as I'm talking to you, I have to say, I don't feel like I there's any disconnect or you're making me repeat myself. I'm repeating myself maybe because I'm just annoying. But like, because I don't no. think that you're like understanding it in the way that you could need to understand. And I'm just trying to make that light bulb go off for you because I really feel like it could really help you. That's it. Right. You know, and I and I thank you. Yeah, I truly do. Um like I say, I've uh, you remember how I talked earlier about having an overzealous yeah. attitude? Yeah. Um, some of my other parts of my diagnosis uh-huh. means that I, when not even knowing it, make socially inappropriate comments or actions or whatever. So I don't want to like disrespect people, but it, but like you said before, it puts me in an overthinking situation. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, you're not doing that here, right? But I know that you do. Like, you're not doing that with me right now, okay? But, um, and I get, and I think that's why you're like overly apologetic because you know that you do do that at times, right? And you're self-conscious about that. But I have to say, you've been nothing but pleasant and kind and nice and cool. If anything, I think I'm irritating probably because like I said, I'm repeating because I want to. You're not making me do anything, okay? And, um, but, you you know, I have to say that uh, I want to get back though to because like I'm, I'm assuming like when you said my failure as a dom and this is what you're talking about that you just not you don't feel completely confident yet in that world but you want to be because like you're you have an interest and a curiosity and and you indeed. enjoy it right indeed yes now do the Quite people right. do those three people that were cool enough to take you and talk you through everything do they know that you're autistic and that you have these issues yes. Right. Yes. And so do they, and they help? Are aware, yeah, they are aware of open arms. Right. Uh huh. So they really help you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, have they been able to accompany you to another munch so that or, or like, can you have them close to you when you go to these things so they could like kind of nudge you when you're being inappropriate? Right. I don't know. Unfortunately, yeah. due to COVID and yeah. lockdown, yeah. I, we have not had a physical face-to-face munch right right we do talk on kik kick yeah um we, t- we talk on there we have a group chat over there we have fetlife which is our main where, where we met and stuff um but yeah if the time ever came again where if i was going to a munch or i was going to an event uh-huh they could like take me to the side and be like leon you you know you do realize that maybe x y and z might hurt that person's feelings right and I was what like, is like a like, typical like give me an example of what you might say by accident right because okay, of your issues so, that offend somebody so i wouldn't say this is more of an accident but it has offend not offended some people but made people uncomfortable and call me a pervert yeah i have asked people in the kink community uh-huh what like what their um what shoes they have on their feet for example right yeah because i'm a massive i'm a massive and i truly mean massive fan of stiletto heels right you maybe have a a foot fetish or a shoe fetish right i don't know yeah Uh a a stiletto heel fetish yes yeah um but when i've said it to people they're like either i don't know you which i can understand or they're like you're a pervert. Like, yeah, but are you saying you. that in the fat life world or at a munch or in the cage? Or are you saying that uh, when you're walking down the street at a, at a no, deli? No, no, no. Never in the street, not in the deli. It is a McKinney community. And they but freak out? People, yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know what I've it is either. People, I've had people call me a pervert. I've had people tell me that, you know, X, Y, and Z. You know, basically just things that knock me down. Like, words that a bully would say, pretty much. Yeah, I I don't get that, though, because I don't think that if you're in that world and everyone's a little sexed up and, you know, there's people walking around naked and doing a lot of... cray cray things around you right and like all you do is ask somebody what the shoes they're wearing and they freak out i feel like that's a little odd on their part yeah and um like uh, actually a more common example that happens to me quite a lot yeah is that i talk to people like in the community 
and uh, I am, you know, as gentleman as I can, like I am with you. But then I tell them that I'm horny, you know, because, like you said, I'm sexed up, you yeah. know. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a virgin. I've never been blown. I've never been fucked. I've oh yeah, yeah. Really? At twenty two? At twenty two. Right, we'll talk yeah. about that in a second. Okay, go on. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, whenever I like, more, most of the time when I say that I'm horny, they're like, "Hmm, it, I didn't want to know that." basically right well maybe you're saying it when you're in a regular conversation with somebody like i don't know you might be a little awkward and maybe like you say things that are would be okay in a scenario but maybe it's not like the proper maybe you're like have really bad timing you know and i think you just need more experience under your belt you're super young thank god you have those people that you're really close to that really know you and right and they don't get freaked out by you and they know what you do right and you're honest with them that they yeah. could continue to sort of take your hand and get, keep you going into that situation because I think that you'll eventually become comfortable once you find your way you know but to, to uh-huh. be a dom you're gonna have to be a lot more fucking confident don't you think oh I definitely agree 100%. and in a weird way you know, it might be good for you to learn how to be a dom in that world. It might help you in your regular life. Yeah. Um, like I said, when I like read the articles and stuff, it showed how normally shy people would grow into these completely confident badasses in, in their regular life. Because they learn that world, right? And and everything. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It might and and that's might be and that might be why it's appealing to you because you have because it is another world and it is like what I was talking about, like the Comic Con part of you, yeah. like that feels like you could not be yourself maybe. And you could be a Dom and you could you know, and, and then you could sort of express that part of yourself which is hard for you. Because I think we all have a little Dom and sub in us, right? It's just a matter of sometimes people People are expressing one thing more so than the other, right? And maybe you have an inner dom and an inner part of you that you can't express. And so that world, and that's probably why you're drawn to that world because it's, it's, it's such an extreme, but maybe that's what you need to get in touch with that part of you. Maybe so. And also I'm kind of drawn to mobster movies. Uh Um, (laughs) Uh-huh. Right. I'm like a massive fan of like that. I like mobster movies too. Yeah, I'm like a massive fan of the mob, uh-huh. especially like Lucky Luciano's era. Yeah, like when he when he ran the American Mafia, and I'm like, I'm so drawn to that because of the power. It, you think? Uh, yeah, I think it is because of the fact that I, that they exude power and authority and dominance, and it's yeah. just to be quite honest, it's extremely hot. You know, right? Uh huh. And even you, though, like, even though I'm straight, yeah, it, it is very hot to see grown men, yeah, bully their way into power. You know, right? I'm but maybe th- right because you want that for yourself. Well, yeah, I feel like I'm losing out. Right. Well, you are. You're 22. You're a virgin. You've never been blown. You've never had anything done. Like, you know, what the fuck? Like, how could we change that for you? Have you ever had a girlfriend? Yes, but um, going back to what I was saying about betrayal, yeah, that's happened far too often, and it's sometimes made me want to give up. However, I am—I do not. 
Right. So you had I, a girlfriend. I, How long was your girlfriend for? They only go for about a month or two tops. Okay. That happens to a lot of people. But you've, so you've never had a long-term girlfriend? No. Right. Uh-uh. And what typically happens? Why do they typically, like, do you break up with them? Do they break up with you? Do you push them away? Like, what is the pattern? Um, so my very first girlfriend, and again, this is another embarrassing story, but I am letting my freak flag fly. Yeah, I think that this will be beneficial to talk about it. Yeah, tell me. So uh, my very first girlfriend came over to one of my residences because I like was moving house a lot from pillar to post. Um, she came to my house and we were supposed to have pizza together. Because uh-huh. like we ordered, we got some pizza from a supermarket, brought it home. She came in like this gorgeous bodysuit, and like you know, we were gonna hang out and all that. But then she first tried to force me to smoke. Weed, so for, weed or cigarettes? Your, cigarettes. Okay. So for your like for the benefit of your listeners and for you, yeah, um, I am completely straight edge. Yeah, and that means I do not drink smoke or do drugs right uh-huh and that's been a thing of mine all my life right all my life so she tried to force me to smoke mm-hmm. and i didn't let her and she got a bit annoyed at that but she was like uh, oh, well whatever forget it you know yeah but then she decided to go a bit too far she was the one who crossed the line you know how you talked about lines and boundaries yeah 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 she crossed a major one what she did. She ordered a taxi and basically took me to her house. And my mom, my mother and sister were worried sick. They were literally worried to high hell for me. They Why? Like because you were at her house? I were at her house, but I weren't answering them because she was trying to, you know, have me to herself. Uh-huh. So I couldn't I couldn't answer the phone. And they were like screaming at me, like saying, come home, Leon, come home. And <laughs> oh I, but wait, you know was she? how did you know they were screaming into the phone if you couldn't answer it? Voicemail. So you were they, answering, you were taking your phone, listening to voicemail, and they were like freaking out. Why were they so freaked out? You never leave home? I mean, weren't you just so gone for a couple hours? We'd just moved into that house when my first girlfriend came around. Right. We'd, we'd just moved in like about week ago i think it were uh-huh and obviously my mum had battled some problems in her past which meant she didn't have me right uh so you know to have me back was like hallelujah pretty much for my mum oh okay so there's a lot of right there's so okay so your your mom and your sister are freaking out you're at this girl's house she's not letting you answer your phone for some reason but you're and listening she basically to myself. try to force me into having sex <laughs> Well, because she probably was like, no, I mean, I laugh because you like, so you've had chances to have sex, but you've like <sighs> cock blocked yourself because she's your girlfriend, right? She tried to force you to smoke. But let's just talk this out. Okay. But let me just say first, like, so she tries to get you to smoke cigarettes. You won't. And she's like, okay. Then she brings you over to her house and she wants you to have sex. You guys are dating, right? It's a, that's part of a relationship. Um, yes. And why won't you have sex with her? I wasn't ready. Okay. I, I was not ready. Um, I know that does take a lot of courage to say. Yeah. And I can understand why you were laughing, actually. I can. Um, but I wasn't ready. Right. I wasn't ready to take the plunge into having sex because, first of all, I thought it would be customary for both 
parties to like get each other in the mood you know what i mean yeah like with a little bit of foreplay or whatever uh-huh before sex but she was like immediately saying you know just fuck me now you know she was like no build up no warning no getting in the mood mm-hmm. just she just like fuck me Right, but let me. But the thought of like fucking her wasn't enough to get you sort of horny. Were you turned on by her? Uh, I, I did like her. Don't get me wrong. You know, she was beautiful. She had on a beautiful outfit, and you know, but it was like her and I had history from my from education. She was quite the troublemaker. I got made fun of by some of the students in the school um, because of how much of a troublemaker she was and how like she might take me down the wrong path. Uh-huh. So I ended up breaking up with her at school. But then when we were like later on down the line, we, I thought she had changed. And it was like I was going to be able to grow like a good relationship with her and then get it up to the point where I could have sex mm-hmm. and maybe like raise a child or whatever. But it wasn't going to go work. there. But wait, let me ask you this for your other girlfriends. Did other girlfriends try to have sex with you and you refuse? Was it always you refusing? Um, no other girlfriend had even put that topic forward. Right. It, it didn't exactly get to that point. Now, let me ask you this. Are you because you're 22, you've been in that world of, you know, fat life. So you obviously have these kinks. You love the heels and, you know, um, have you gotten off at all? Like in the cage place? Have you ever gone like to a foot fetish? place? Like, I mean, or is it just strict, strictly you like home jerking off? And that's all of your sexual experience. It has just been me masturbating. Right. Mm-hmm. That's all it has been. And what is um, it always that you masturbate to? Is it always like the BDSM stuff? Um, no, to be quite honest, and you're probably going to laugh at this and I wouldn't blame you. Um, I jerk off over Beyonce Knowles a lot. <laughs> I am going to laugh. I was thinking, I'm not going to laugh at this guy. Why would he say that? But I am going to laugh. No, hey. Like no, I said, only because I, I hate her music. I hate it. But no, so you just find her like really hot. Like you like the way she dances. Is that what you're jerking off to? Because that's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, I'm it, laughing because I just don't like her music. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Also, I would watch pornography. Right. You know, I'd watch. I'd watch people like Alexis Texas or Jenna Hayes or basically all these hot, famous porn stars and. I would jerk off to them as well. But it's interesting that like you like these hot porn stars, right? And they're like super naughty. And then you have like the naughty girl in town that you're dating, right? The girl that's going to take you down the wrong path, <laughs> you know? And like, <laughs> you um, would think it, she would have turned when, you on. When, when, no, when I say naughty path, when it comes to my first girlfriend, yeah, I was meaning a path that like of smoking, of being high, of drinking. Right, 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 right. So she'd be compromising my code of ethics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. 
so right, kind of dark path. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, in the Dom world, like, is it typical or in that world, the BDSM world, that you could lose your virginity in in there? And would you want to eventually, you know, when COVID's over and you could start meeting people again, like meet a woman or a girl, right, that is into the BDSM world as well? And so you could, you know, get into that place together? Yeah, um, because the cage has, like, private rooms where you could actually have sex uh-huh. and like orgy rooms like if you want to do like a full orgy yeah um i would love to meet a submissive woman who could like help me through that difficult part of life you know yeah um but do you think it, maybe it, you would need to meet a, a dominant woman and you would be the submissive? Or do you think in that scenario that you could go in and be the dom and have a submissive girl? For me, um, obviously, I am still exploring. Mm-hmm. But for right now, it's me being the dominant and the woman being the submissive is what I currently crave. Right. That's what you're that's what you're looking for. And that's what you want to you want to lose your virginity yeah. to that. That's your scenario, right? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, because I'm in the exploring phase, it wouldn't be out of the out of the picture to try and be a switch. Right. You know? Uh-huh. But right now, I just have this strong, strong craving of being a dominant man. Right. And do you feel like the only thing blocking you right now is that you feel like sometimes you're uncomfortable in that world? I personally just think you just need more experience. You know, you just started. I'm inclined to agree with you. Um, Confidence, more experience, mentorship. That would help me a lot. Right. Mm hmm. You know, um, is there a like your autism that you have, right? I mean, there's certain like it's on a spectrum, right? Like because that's correct, right? I mean, you seem pretty f- fine and normal to me. How yeah, does it I'm, express itself for you? So I'm what's known as a high functioning right. autistic. Uh huh. My my form of autism is high functioning, but if I can just load up the symptoms of my condition yeah uh so most things would be an abnormal tone of voice so like i could shout one point you know and not know it yeah abnormal body posturing or facial expressions right that's why right that's why those people are getting like that's why when you're saying something that seems probably okay like at these well it says um, yeah one of them is inappropriate social interaction and lack of understanding social cues. Yeah, you might be saying it in a way or having a facial expression that people are like weirded out by and it's just because you you are on the spectrum, right? And you're so it's right. coming out the wrong way and it's not anything, you know, and maybe next time that that happens, like you just if someone says, "Oh, you're a pervert," or like, you know, you could just be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, like I'm 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 a, a fu- highly functioning auti- autism. Like, you know, this is what I have. And sometimes things come out inappropriate and I totally didn't mean it that way. I'm so sorry. Like, could you just ever yeah, say that? Obviously, uh, yeah. But obviously there is the point. There is the feeling where you're like, you shouldn't be so apologetic. You know, it's like you were saying about confidence and finding that confidence yeah but no but in that but you know what happens to you though what i feel like if you just did that it would be like an icebreaker maybe that you wouldn't you know that 
this you would end the story in a different way because I feel like you have a lot of stories that end the same, which is you just feel bad about yourself, right? And then you, could, I do. you I, if you have so hard. many of those stories, right? They pile up and they just chip away at your insecurity. Whereas if you have that same story, instead of ending it where you feel like a fucking asshole because they think you're a pervert that you say to them and explain to them and talk to them more like you're talking to me, like be a little bit more open. Right. And just say, yeah. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like sometimes things come out the wrong way because I have this, you know, it, it, you, it could really change the conversation. It could keep it going and you know, it might yeah, have a course. different ending. And, and if you, if that starts to happen more and more to you and you, it could really change the way you feel about yourself because the way it's happening now, it's just, you just, you're in this like sort of vicious cycle where these things are yeah. happening. It's not under your control. You have this thing. It makes you do that, right? People react a certain way and then you feel mm -hmm. bad about yourself. And that just happens over and over. That, yeah. On the other end of that, however, some people have, well, even my parents have gone so far as to call what I have a cop out. Um, just in case you don't know what that means, a cop out. I know is what a cop out means. Like it's bullshit. What are you trying to say? I don't understand. Your parents think that you use this as bullshit. Yeah, they're basically thinking that I just have. I use the fact that I have autism just as an excuse to either get what I want or whatever. But that is not the case. No, I don't think so. You're you're describing specific instances where the only thing that makes sense is that you're uh, you are autistic right because it nothing right. it doesn't make sense in any other way you're not a creepy guy right you're a nice guy you're young right. you have these very high morals and ethics like i won't drink i won't do drugs you know you're pretty clean cut yeah you like bdsm some people would judge you for that but who cares about those people right I, you know but so right. and but yet you have these moments and these scenarios that don't make sense right like you said like i would tell someone about their shoes and then they're like calling me a pervert but it makes sense if you if you go through that checklist that you just told me is a part of your symptoms, right? That you have, but it doesn't make sense if yeah. it, that that's not a part of the story. So it doesn't, I, I don't think it's a fucking cop out. I mean, maybe you do use it with your parents in a different way and they're talking about something else, but in the situations where you feel that you, you know, people look at you funny and you say weird things and you ruin stuff and you probably have no control over it. But I, the only thing you have control is that you could maybe just explain to people because look at those three people that really know you and know that you're you're autistic and you have this right like they don't shun you out of their life they don't get you know no, they don't no, right they're cool with you it's because they know you so you just have to let people know you more in that world so you feel more comfortable and I suggest always explaining to people what the deal is it's not a fucking cop out it's the truth. Thank you. And I, I appreciate the fact that you are like me, you're, you're understanding, but no, it isn't an excuse to get what I want. It's the actual God's honest truth. You yeah, know. you can't help that. And why should you be labeled in a bad way by people that they just don't know? Like, and listen, you have to give them a chance 
to not be judgmental of you too because it's it's also not fair to them because they don't know right if somebody doesn't know that you have that like I remember I, I was always out with my son um, in a place playing and there was like an older kid I mean he had to be like he was older he was maybe in his 20s or something and he'd always hang around the sandbox and a lot of moms would not let their kids talk to him but I could tell that something was up with him and it wasn't and he really want, liked talking to my son and he was very nice to me he said a lot of like odd things and he was but it was so obvious that he had an issue you know what I mean but he wasn't being mm-hmm. cr- creepy I have very good instincts and intuition and I could see through and I, I believe I was able to pick that up but I think a lot of other moms didn't right and they would right. keep their kids away right because people just don't understand and people don't take the time to understand or some people can't understand you know but if there's an explanation and people know then it really changes the scenario you know what I mean I always talked to him I thought he was very nice he was a little odd he said odd things but I let him talk to my son because he he it seemed like it really made him happy you know but um because I knew that he was on the spectrum and I could tell because I've like why I like watching deep like I I like to know things so I know stuff like that but a lot of people don't that's my whole point so if you were to explain and use that it's you should thank you yes I'm uh I'm definitely taking in what you're saying, and it makes sense. Like you said, the light bulb has gone off. Good. I'm glad because, like, listen, I love – there's nothing more exciting to me than to get on the phone with a total stranger with as little information as possible and just see where the conversation goes. I never, ever have one fucking note written. I don't know what I'm going to ask somebody. I basically sometimes have a topic. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I have an email with 10 paragraphs, which I don't read. I prefer to know nothing because – and a lot of times people will be like, oh, can we talk before? Can you tell me the questions you're going to ask? And I'm like, no, I'm just going to let the conversation go where it goes. Because you never know exactly. what's going to happen, right? I expected this conversation. I have to wrap it up now because I have my four thirty call. But like, I expected this conversation to be completely different, right? But right. to me, it's so much more fascinating that we got into all this other stuff, like for real. Do you know what I mean? Awesome. And I just went where the conversation took us. I hope you're happy with it, and I would. Yeah, I happily went with the conversation, however it went. You know. Yeah, I hope that you were able to discuss what you wanted to. I know we didn't get so much into your BDSM world, but we. But I know that you did mention that you your failure as a dom. So I'm assuming that all this other insecurity stuff that we've been discussing for the second half hour was that stuff. So it was what you wanted to talk about it. But it's surprising to me because I didn't know we were going to be talking about this stuff. But I think it's interesting and it'll be interesting for people to listen to because I think a lot of people have a highly functioning autistic people in their life they know somebody you know what I mean or they might think like oh maybe that person that I know has that you know what I mean and or Mm -hmm. somebody is that way themselves and they just haven't been diagnosed right and so people will learn from this but I think it's a a, fascinating Um, it makes sense when you really explain all that stuff why I think people will also say hey Kathy that's why he had that reaction with the girl you know what I mean like I was laughing at you when you're like you couldn't bang her and everything you know it's probably why that situation is what it is as well you know what I mean I don't know mm-hmm. enough about your um, I don't know what do they call it a condition a, like what do they call it yeah. it's not a disease um, it's I a, don't like use, I don't using I don't like using the word disability no it's, right it's, it's like a what, what would be the correct word 
it would be a condition just as you said yeah like your condition like you know i would assume that that plays into the scenarios with women too but what i believe more than anything is there's somebody for fucking everybody you know and you will find your girl i think you will uh, a sub will be great for you i think this world will be beneficial for you i think it's great that you made these three friends and they're going to walk you through it and help you you know yeah um, and you'll eventually lose your virginity when you feel comfortable and you want to. It's in your control, you know. But I Thanks. think, you know, move further into your Dom, you know, persona and get that going so that so when think everything. Of it as if it's a yeah, comic con then. Yes, totally. Think of it as somebody. Think of it as not yourself. Think of it as your, you know, superhero, your superpower, somebody other than you. Create a, sure. a total person. Make up a name. Figure out what that person wears, who that person is, and then get into character. And I think that'll help you. Okay. And next time somebody has, you know, calls you something, a name or thinks that you're bringing inappropriate, try explaining to them and see if the yeah. story ends because you, that would be good for you. It certainly would. Yes. You know, and it would be helpful. So let me know how it goes. Keep me posted when, if anything major happens, I always love to hear back from people. And I'm so glad you called my show because like I said, this was like a fascinating conversation. Yeah, I'm very glad. And I'm hoping, like, if it gives us the opportunity, we could possibly have a part two. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. It was was an honor to come on tonight as your guest. Thanks so much, Leon. It was an honor to talk to you. I learned a lot from this call. And I hope others do, too. And I hope you did. I bet you did. All right, cool. All right. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly.